So these peptides are great because it kind of like takes the willpower out of whatever diet program you're embarking on. So it makes it, I feel more sustainable of, of a weight loss process. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 176 of the Biohacker Raves. I am Lauren, tuning in from Maryland today, joined by my sister Renee, my other babe. Hey babe, happy new year. Oh my gosh. Happy New Year. I, my brain just short circuited because <laughs> we are still in the past. <laughs> we are coming to you from the past. Coming to you from the past. It is still 2022. But when you hear our voices, Happy New Year. Yes. 2023. Um, yeah. So we're so excited to talk about, well, a very popular topic for January and every new year, weight loss. We're going to be talking to a peptide expert today. So we formerly interviewed Josh Whalen. If you remember, he is the co-founder of Belokes Wellness, which is uh, for men's wellness specifically. And then they have their women's branch, Joy Wellness. We brought him on the podcast to give us a little intro to peptides. And now his his co-founder, so the other co-founder of Blokes, Dr. J.C. Folkers, is going to be joining us today to go even deeper into peptides because they seem to be blowing up in mainstream. Like they're even in TV commercials, if you've heard like Ozempic and oh my gosh, I just like can't get that jingle out of my head. I'm sure if you ever have the TV on, you know what I'm talking about. So a lot of popularity. So we're just hoping to go like a step further and introduce them to you, share who they might be good for, the benefits, all the things you need to know. Yeah, I'm really impressed with this topic of semaglutide. Kind of prepping for this episode, I binged like looking at all the research and listening to other podcasts on it. And it's it's pretty mind-blowing what some of these physicians are able to do with patients dealing with you know, not just being overweight, but being obese. And I always question, you know, is this the magic pill, right? I don't, it always concerns <laughs> me. Are people going to think this is the magic pill? Um, this is all I need to do. But Dr. Fulkers really drives home the importance of lifestyle and the basics that we're always talking about. He said it multiple times, like nutrition, sleep, exercise, like you have to be doing that. But the semi-glutide just maybe can help you get there a little bit faster. As he says, it kind of like, it gets rid of the willpower issue. You're not having to just say, all right, it's January 1st. I'm going to do this for two months, you know, and it's really, really difficult. This peptide might kind of ease things up for you where you can create these healthy habits much faster and much easier. So I'm really excited about this. And I think what a better way to kick off 2023 with this topic. Yeah. Yeah. I love the behavioral change aspect. So if you are interested in today's topic and you have further questions about, is it for you, we'd be happy to enter into that conversation with you and help guide you in, down a path, whether it's chatting with us or chatting with folks and Dr. JC, we are happy to bridge that gap for you. So before we get started, a little more about Dr. JC. He is a doctor of chiropractic, functional medicine practitioner, author, and educator. He is a graduate of the University of Nebraska at Lincoln with a degree in exercise science and sports medicine studies. Dr. Folkers completed his doctorate degree in chiropractic from Cleveland Chiropractic College. He has completed postgraduate studies in areas of clinical nutrition, rehabilitative exercise, and functional medicine. Using a holistic and root cause approach, he addresses core underlying barriers to health, which allows individuals to thrive and live their best lives. Dr. Folkers is one of the co-founders of Blokes and Choose Joy. They offer diagnostic lab testing, advanced peptide therapies, hormone optimization, and lifestyle enhancements to offer a top-to-bottom approach to maximizing health and vitality. He is a girl dad to six amazing daughters, three grandkids, and also a husband to an awesome wife, and he loves biohacking. So we're so excited to chat with him today. And again, if you are interested in this, we can bridge the gap for you. Or if peptides are the next step in your health journey, let us know and we will make that happen. All right, let's get into the show. 
Welcome, Dr. Folkers, to the Biohacker Babes podcast. So glad to have you here with us today on this Friday afternoon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Us too. Yeah. So we spoke to Josh Whalen before about blokes. And so we're excited to have you as a part of that and go a little bit deeper into this peptide conversation. Can you hear my dog whining <laughs> right as we hit record? I thought I heard something. <laughs> he just wanted to chime in. He did. What about <laughs> me? He's like, I want to learn about peptides. Okay. Absolutely. All right, so, Rudy, hang tight. Peptides have been long popular in the bodybuilding world, but they're really kind of getting a lot of attention for general muscle and recovery for gut health. And now even more super popular is for weight loss. Like the Kardashians are talking about Ozempic and yeah. suddenly it's on every news channel. You're like, oh, I, a little bit of an eye roll moment, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like some big prescription meds that are on TV commercials today. So obviously it's gaining a lot of traction. So I think it's, it stands to be said, it's time for some real education and perspective on what these naturally occurring biologics are doing for our health and potentially for weight loss. So let's kick it off. Why do you think peptides are so useful and why are they gaining so much attention seemingly all of a sudden? Yeah. So, you know, we, we offer a lot of peptides, but the one, the kind of category of peptides you're referring to would be like the GLP-1 agonist. So uh, like semaglutide, there's a new one called terzipatide. Um, and so these are peptides. So what peptides are just in general, they're like little chains of amino acids. You know, you know, we, we all know what proteins are like long chains of amino acids, but peptides are little shorter chains. We have them kind of going through our body. Um, so it's kind of more, you're giving your body kind of a little bit more of what it already has. And the unique thing about these GLP-1 peptides is they help uh, improve or actually decrease appetite. So your satiation, so you, you, you don't, have the hunger so much, but it also improves and optimizes blood sugar metabolism, which which is huge. So the two common reasons people struggle with um, the you know difficulty with losing weight and and gaining weight is because they they're hungry all the time and they're eating foods with like the standard American diet oftentimes is a lot with a lot of the processed carbs, starchy carbs that will cause insulin surges, cause fat storage and cause more hunger. So these peptides are great because like we mentioned before the podcast, it kind of like takes the willpower out of, out of whatever diet program you're embarking on or weight loss program, because you just, you don't have, you don't have the hunger, your body's utilizing the sugar more efficiently. And honestly, it's one of the best weight loss products I've seen in a long, long time. It's not something that's going to cause you to feel the, you know, the, the jitters and and really like amp you up and make your heart go, you know, hundred miles an hour. So it's really cool because it's not really a stimulant and it's more, you know, focusing uh, and addressing weight loss at the core, which is, you know, appetite, helping you reduce calories in an easy way. Uh, and then people ultimately are able to adopt and implement new lifestyle habits that they're able to adhere to longer in the long run. So it makes it, I feel more sustainable of, of a weight loss process. Yeah. I mean, anything that's going to allow people to make those lifestyle changes long-term, yes. I mean, this just sounds so incredible. Um, and, you know, with all of us working with clients all the time, it's, I find a lot of the times they know what they need to be eating, what the exercise, you know, or the sleep. And it is just like the healthy habits. Like they do really well for one or two weeks. And then by week three, week four, they're falling off, something happens, you know, and they have to start all over again. So this is pretty exciting to hear that that might be a segue, but I'm curious, how, how is it actually suppressing appetite? Is that something going on in the brain hormones? How is that working? Yeah. So when we, when we consume food, um, we are, there's cells in our small intestine that release something called GLP one. And it basically tells your, your brain, you're right. So it signals to the brain, like I'm, I'm good. I don't need to eat anymore. Uh, and, and so you're just kind of like, okay, some of us, you know, through whatever, poor habits, emotional eating, we tend to overeat. And so what this GLP-1 does is, is it kind of, it activates that, that same pattern telling you, you you're full. And so people notice like compared to maybe eating a plate of food, they eat maybe a quarter of the food and they, and they feel satiated. So they put the fork down, they're like, good. So that part of it is, is amazing because of our brain has a lot of GLP-1 receptors. So to your point, there is definitely that kind of uh, effect on the brain. I, I, I'm good. I, I I feel you know satiated. I don't need to eat like I normally do, which you know oftentimes we overeat. And because it's it's affecting the blood sugar. Because here's the thing: most of us that consume like the breads, uh, the potatoes, pastas, the 
you know, the rice and, and, and those kind of foods, which cause this increase in blood sugar, increase in insulin, and your body can only maintain that for so long. And the rest gets stored as, uh, stored as the excess gets stored as fat. Well, then your body's like, I need more of that. And so we, we consume, we're like, why am I hungry again? I just, I just had a, you know, plate of Chinese food with all this like rice and right. And so now with these GLP, you, you feel satisfied. And so that's kind of like what that mechanism is. Uh, it's a combination of feeling satiated brain, it, like part of it's the brain, but also just your body's utilization of that blood sugar is more efficient. So in the long run, you start to see weight loss and you're do it's kind of a twofold process. You're eating less and you're utilizing the energy more efficiently. Hmm. And it's delaying gastric emptying is right as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, part of that is kind of like, it's just kind of slowing down the gastric emptying process. So you, once again, you, which can lead to that feeling of, of, uh, just fullness in, in, in yeah. satiety. Yep. So hmm. with that, I'm curious, cause before we got on, we all aligned in our nutrition and lifestyle interventions first, right? Like not seeking the magic pill. So if we are slowing down the gastric emptying, when we look at food, are you seeing a big difference in still maybe grabbing for those starchier carbs, processed foods, with the semaglutide versus eating more real food carbs, more fiber, like good balance of macronutrients. Are you seeing any so, differences in the the hunger satiety with that? Yes, such a good question. So the overall, you know, we've been treating hundreds and hundreds of patients with with these products, and it, it, in the beginning, I was creating like meal plans, and like you know, focus on a re- eating real foods, you know, better sources of proteins, you know, healthier fats, and and people just to your point, they don't crave those starchy high carb foods as much and, and part of it's it's just even even the the bad foods they used to crave like the cakes and the in the biscuits and the cookies and, and things like that they don't crave that and so it seems like people are just like not going to, after those foods as much and so it's a combination of eating less of those but uh and then we we're also educating them and giving them advice on like you know focusing on like healthier food options um not you know i always preach real foods not stay away from processed foods and those kind of things. So it it kind of gives them that opportunity to make changes, and those changes are resulting in changes on the scale and in circumferences and in the way their clothes fit and losing weight for the first time in many times decades. So hmm. when and so when people for once in a long, long time in years experience these wins, it, it it makes it more motivating and more sustainable, and then they can continue to adopt better healthier lifestyle habits and diet habits because before maybe those things they felt didn't weren't um effective. Mm. Yeah, more small wins are along the way certainly is more motivating. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you I would say maybe prevent people from just wanting to use this as a magic pill? Like do you have a prerequisite like hey, you have to go through our nutrition plan if you're going to use this? You know how do you balance that out? So, I mean everything that we honestly prescribe, uh, whether it, you know, be, uh, for weight loss or for hormone optimization or w- whatever goals a patient has, you know, gaining muscle, burning fat, better sleep. The goal is to teach them lifestyle habits to make it sustainable. Some of glutide is not something you can, you know, I recommend staying on forever. It's the lifestyle habits. It's, you know, eating the way your body is designed. And, you know, we have, I mean, for, you know, of all of humanity, we haven't had uh, foods that contain salt, sugar, fats in one bite. You know what I mean? It's like we, it's now we're able to con- concoct all these crazy foods and your body's like, Whoa, you know, it's just <laughs> kind of like overload versus, you know, doubt for thousands of years, humans have, have not had this issue with abundance of foods in this weird combination. So really is it, we start by testing. We want to test patients, you know, blood markers, see, do they, do they have insulin resistance, which a lot of people do. Do they have, I, you know, inflammation a lot of people do and then you know do they have a lot of women for example have uh hormone imbalances and semaglutide can be something they, that we can start them on to help them optimize blood sugar reduce the inflammation improve hormone uh, imbalances drop weight but once again it's maintaining that through through lifestyle and so uh, but we still yeah we kind of like what te- we check their bmi uh we look at we there are definitely markers you know we're not going to take a a patient that's underweight and, and that's coming to us. Oh, I heard some glutide is good for we. That's not, we're not really handing it out like candy like that. So, yeah, I was just saying that if someone wants to just lose like five or 10 pounds, probably not a candidate. 
Probably, probably not. You know, and, and that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Cause I, like, I, I, I was, I looked at one patient just recently, um, and I could tell. I'm like, and she, she's like, yeah, I heard some glutide, You know, might be good for me. And I, and I was like, sorry, do you, do you have like pretty low body fat? She's like, yeah, I'm a marathon runner, and I'm just like, yeah. And so people that just don't need to lose weight, it's probably not for them. I mean, in fact, it's originally designed for type two diabetics because of the the blood sugar imbalance improvements that it provides and they found that like it, it it's so good for for that but also appetite that these people that have that really have to lose weight it works so well for them so that's when the company that patented some some glutide came out and created this product for for weight loss but it's kind of like it works kind of similarly to like like a metformin which is another medication that we can prescribe and so like metformin same thing has been found to um, it's kind of it offers like a hormetic response to the body, and it, it it impacts the mitochondria in a way that actually allows your body to utilize insulin more efficiently. So you become more insulin sensitive, and so it it's all back to that improving insulin sensitivity. What's interesting about metformin, for example, is that diabetics that take metformin, there are studies that show that they, on average, live about I think it's fifteen percent longer than healthy non-diabetics. So, I mean, I, I know I went off on a tangent there, but it kind of all ties together in that like these medications are pretty amazing because at the core of it is, is how it influences blood sugar, uh, you know, issues and dysregulation, which is like at a, a core of a lot of health problems that Americans deal with. Yeah. I think the awareness on blood sugar and insulin is just so paramount right now. And I, I thought totally. it was kind of funny and cheeky that on the Ozempic website it says like may help with weight loss but it is not a weight loss drug. <laughs> yeah. and of course there's like scientific yep. reasons but i wonder if that like deters some people from just being like like you said the marathon runner i want to lose like a little bit of weight it's like no right. this is actually about blood sugar sensitization metabolic health so i'm curious it is. with diabetics doctors have certain parameters it's like if you're 5.7 a1c you could be a candidate for a diabetic drug do you have certain parameters within those biomarkers like are you looking at all of them together, fasting glucose, insulin, A1C, C-peptide, yes. are you tracking uh, CGM trends or are you just looking mainly at the labs? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're taking the whole um, ball of wax and it's, it's, you know, there are people that have re- really, really high BMIs, high body fat percentages, but, but they don't have a high uh, A1C. They're not, they're maybe not technically pre-diabetic. Those individuals, they're not getting, taking this for, for diabetes, but they need to lose weight. Studies show that obesity definitely lends itself to a lot of disease processes, increased cancer, increased heart disease, you name it, all the chronic diseases. So, so that's something that's important, but also biomarkers are people that are very thin or not thin, but like not high BMI and have super high A1C, pre-diabetic and pre-diabetes is very serious to me because people with pre-diabetes have just as the, the same risk factors as, as a diabetic, oftentimes more because they're not being managed, right? Yeah. It's all and, a spectrum. And so, it's like, what do you it do really is. What do you do It's like, it, I mean, there are, there, there are individuals that go decades being pre-diabetic and for whatever reason, they're never like diabetic, but uh, I used to volunteer at races and, you know, um, swim runs and different like uh, half marathons. And, and more often than I'd, than I like to see people would have a heart attack, like on the course. And these are like healthy individuals, but it's like they're, you know, a lot of runners will consume a lot of carbs, you know, for, for, for energy. And a lot of these, a lot of these guys are pre-diabetic. Their A1Cs are like 5.8, 5.9. It's, it's pretty, even six, you know, it's pretty crazy. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Like and, major and, gut dysfunction too. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when you're exercising and training that hard and that often the, to your, you know, to your point, the blood, the gut takes a, a, a toll because all the blood is going to those muscles you're working and you're kind of sacrificing the good health uh, of the gut. So we see a lot of, to your point, a lot of individuals that are like really hardcore athletes, runners um, that have a lot of leaky gut and, and even develop autoimmunity and things like that. So mm. chronic inflammation. So kind of went off yeah. on a tangent there, but yeah, no, no, I love it. I, I just have one quick follow-up question just with the markers. Would you look at something like insulin and C-peptide, which maybe respond years in advance of the A1C? Like if the insulin and C-peptides out of range, would that be enough to then prescribe the semaglutide? No matter yeah, what it's, A1C yeah, it's, it's always, a, it's always a, a, up to the provider. So we, we have providers that are like kind of licensed, you know, and whatever 
um, state. But yeah, it's ultimately up to them to to determine like is it does does this patient qualify for semaglutide? And really, it's kind of like do they not? We want to make sure they don't have any contraindications, such you know they're obviously they're not um, pregnant or, or or trying to get pregnant. They don't have certain like a potential uh, risk of medullary thyroid cancer things like that. And, 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 and then if like they have like, you know, high, high insulin, high blood sugar, high A1C, um, and if they're like high on the overweight chart BMI, which I'm not really a fan of BMI because according to the BMI, I'm actually obese, but <laughs> most people that do start right? training are, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> muscle uh, but, but, doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, but it, yeah, it's like if, if I, if I, uh, if we have a, the way to, for them to determine like their body fat percent and if it's, it, then it's like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people are candidates for the, for some glutide if, if they, uh, cause a lot of people can today can use to lose 30, 40 pounds you know? Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And so how long do people usually take this for? I think you said you don't recommend it long-term, but I know you have to go pretty slow with the dosing. So how does that work? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to say I don't, I don't recommend it long-term. I I don't, I don't think, I don't think the like, like enough long-term kind of cases I have, I don't know if anyone's been on it for like years, for example. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, but we, but we, we haven't seen any, like any kind of like unsafe adverse uh, effects. Uh, uh, if anything, they've all been good. In fact, we have patients, um, to answer your question, it, it varies. There, there are patients that say they have a weight loss goal of call it 40 pounds, right? And they're on the product for X amount of months, five months, six months, however long it takes them to hit their goal. They may opt to get off of it and and keep that weight off through the lifestyle habits that they've accumulated by being on the, the semaglutide. Whereas other people, maybe they lose the 40 pounds in that same, and they're like, you know what? I, I feel so good on this medic. I, I, I like the, I know myself, I know, uh, you know, uh, in the past I've lost this weight and I've gone back to eating whatever, whatever. And kind of like as a safety blanket or whatever, they, they may opt to take like a maintenance dose, which could be like just a simple low dose. Um, and, and in, in some cases they're not taking it every week. They might be taking it every other week, but to them, it's like, feel it helps them, uh, keep their blood sugar under control, keep their appetite under control uh, until they feel, I guess, confident to not take it. So mm, it's kind yeah. of, it, we, I mean, we, we just feel like patients, uh, most for the most part, patients that we've treated have reached a weight loss goal and they've been able to keep it off by no longer taking the medication. Hey, biohackers, did you know the use of silver actually has a long history and has been used by many ancient civilizations as a means to not only maintain health, but to preserve food and beverages? Before the mainstream discovery and acceptance of antibiotics in the early 1900s, silver was used in hospitals and is actually still used today. Silver has generally gotten a really bad reputation. Maybe you've heard the scary claims from the blue man that took too much silver. Well, quantity and especially quality really matter here. So most silver supplementation on the market is ionic silver, and it is unsafe for the body if used in high quantities. This is why we really love silver soul technology. It's not ionic, and it's a true colloidal silver, which is a nanoparticle coated by a silver oxide. What you really need to remember is that it's more effective, more efficient at lower parts per million. Silver Soul technology is 10 to 33 parts per million, where other companies have up to 3,000 parts per million. The takeaway, more is not better. Yeah, and Silver Biotics actually has a range of products, but we especially love their immune-specific line. The Silver Soul technology has a natural way of targeting invaders without the side effects. This uses multiple modes of action on how it actually targets invaders, and it uses the natural elements to kind of trick the body, so to speak, and then it kickstarts the immune system. Yes, I love these natural defenses. So it actually came to the rescue to me the other day. I was feeling a little run down and at the end of my luteal phase. So for my ladies, that is when we are the most vulnerable. So I took a few doses, and a day later, I was feeling pretty brand new. I was just so grateful that I had this stuff on hand. And guess what? I'm still not blue. I can confirm that she is not blue. (laughs) And either am I, and I've had a similar experience. It really kind of saved the day for me. And on top of the immune line, we have some other products from them that we love. Their skincare, like their healing skin cream, the anti-aging facial serum, 
And then their oral care, the whitening toothpaste is amazing. I call myself a toothpaste snob. I have tried all the natural ones. And usually when they're really clean toothpaste, they don't work well, but this one is incredible. You know what? I think my teeth are turning blue. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) That's what the whitening toothpaste is for. Actually, I love the toothpaste too. We get sent a lot of different brands of toothpaste to try. And I have to say, never usually a fan, but this one is a clear winner in my book. I'm definitely going to continue it. And to wrap things up, they also have the wound care product and they have pet care products for all the animal lovers out there like Lauren and I. Meow. (laughs) Surprised you didn't woof. Woof. (laughs) So if you want to check out the products from Silver Biotics, you can head over to silverbiotics.com and make sure you use discount code biohackerbabes at checkout to save some money. We will put the link to their website and the discount code in the show notes for today's episode. All right, let's get back to the show. Wow. Any long-term side effects or do we not know that yet? And I, I guess the I, second question is like, mean, what I happens ha- to GLP-1 after, if you stop taking it, what's happening with that mechanism? Yeah, I mean, we even have like some providers in our company that that, that have taken it and have lost weight and have gotten off of it and have been able to keep it off. But I have we haven't seen um, or heard of any like side effects. I mean, the, the, the side effects that we experience are usually in the beginning when you start taking the medication, your body's kind of going through that adjustment period where it's, you know, not used to, um, you're moving from a more insulin resistant state to insulin sensitive. And if they eat like even close to like their normal, uh, amount of meal portions, they might feel nauseous. And so that's kind of in the beginning, you know, they feel not a little bit nauseated, not everybody, some people do. And, uh, some, if, if it's really severe, we'll maybe call in some kind of anti-nausea medication and they're good to go, but that usually dissipates after being on the medication for some time. But and really, any, uh, I've really seen any adverse side effects other than that, especially with long-term use. Pretty much everybody's been very happy and telling all their family, friends. I mean, we have so many, you know, sisters, friends, brothers, cousins coming to us like, oh, my, my, you know, my sister just lost all this weight and, you know, and she's tried everything for like, you know, years. And this is like, she's talking to all, you know, telling everybody about it. So yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been busy. Wow. Oh yeah. That's always fun to watch when it works for one person. They're like, everyone's got to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Were you going to say Renee? Well, no, on a different note, I, years ago, I worked at a clinic where we did the HCG diet. Yeah. So did I. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah I um, maybe you can share your thoughts on that, but, but we would see the same thing, you know, next thing we know, the husband's there, the daughter's there, the, you know, all the, <laughs> the whole, whole family's there. And, and that in a similar manner was, you know, allowing people to follow a stricter, healthier diet, more lifestyle stuff. Cause it took yes. away the hunger. Right. But I did always wonder like long-term, what are we doing when you're putting a hormone like that into your body? And Well, I do have like a kind of a funny story about the HCG diet. And so I did it, I practiced it in my clinic when I was in California. And so my daughter was on the select soccer team and we had a lot of the parents would come in and get on the HCG diet. And we had, I mean, we had some of the dads and moms like losing all this weight, you know, with, because people lost like weight, but they're eating like very low calorie diet. Everyone was losing weight. And I was like getting, everybody was, you know, coming in from the soccer team. And it was like, we were like this thin fit soccer, you know, parent team. And then like the next season came around, I looked and everyone gained all the way that weight back. Right. Mm. And so I was like, I don't know. I think the writing was on the wall. I stopped doing, I stopped offering it. It was just, to me, it was like, I, I just couldn't ethically do it, but it, yeah. I mean, if I feel like that in, in a lot of diets, it was really just, you know, a temporary weight loss. I mean, you, it's not sustainable to, to only eat like 500 or 700 calories a day. I mean, it's slowing your, down your metabolic rate so much. You even increase your caloric intake a little bit. You know what happens? It all they gained it all back, and these oh, people gained yeah. that weight back and then some. And it was just like, oh man, so Interesting. broken metabolism. Right? Yeah, and I, I just, I just wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of it anymore. And then uh, that's this, this product is seems to be better because you're not really, you're not really telling patients to like only eat, you know, x amount of calories. You don't, you don't feel, you don't feel this sense of deprivation. You don't feel. Uh, like you're starving yourself. The HCG diet, they felt starved and right. it wasn't. Like I, the yeah, hunger it, was definitely less. I mean, you're going from you right. know 3,000 calories to 500. They weren't as starving as you would think they would be, but right. they're very aware. They're thinking about food all day long. They're counting <laughs> their calories. They're weighing the food. Yep. It's not a fun journey. So yeah, the nervous is, system doesn't seem so happy. No. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It's so interesting <laughs> that you have to um, slowly titrate the dose up. And I'm sure for more reasons than one, but from like a behavioral perspective, that seems like that would probably help the behavior stick to like eat less or just be mindful about the ingredients and the portions. Is that one of the yes. reasons you dose up? Yeah. So the, what, what we found is um, it's a unique medication because, you know, a lot of med, I mean, pretty much most medications or even peptides for that matter that are prescribed, you take the same dose, you take the same dose, whether it's daily, weekly with semaglutide, it's unique where you increase the dose and titrate up month after month. And it seems because the, maybe the receptors, uh, your cell receptors are uh, just kind of get a little bit desensitized to that dose and you feel the appetite starting to come back so that you increase mm. it a little more. Whereas if you can't, that, that patient can't handle that higher dose that, that they would be at, let's say three months from now, because it, I mean, you'll be extremely nauseous. And so that's why you kind of, you're kind of do it for a couple of reasons. You're getting your body acclimated to the medication um, and it's working, but then you continue to titrate up month after month because it just seems to like help it maintain, maintain its effectiveness. And so, but everybody's different. So we're, we're not increasing the dose like uh cookie cutter ish, like, you know, some other companies. So it's, we really listen to the patient. Some patients we may go from 0.25 milligrams to 0.35 milligrams, you know, for the next, you know, the, the, the increase. Some people might go from 0.25 to 0.4. And it, so it just varies, but um, yeah, it's kind of, we're listening to the patient. Everybody's different, but that it, mm. it, across the board, we do kind of tend to increase month after month so that they're still reaping the, the benefits. Great. Yeah. I love that personalization. I'll just share a quick story. Renee and I have a friend that took a GLP-1 agonist and she got the dosage wrong. Like either the oh, yeah. writer didn't communicate that or she didn't read it right. And she was like, oh my God, I haven't been hungry for like two days. What's happening? She's like, oh, might've been too much, too quick. Well, <laughs> she was able I mean, to, to fix it quickly. But. Well, we've had, I mean, unfortunately, because we've had stories where patients may interpret, I mean, the dose was correct on the vial and everything was right, but she interpreted, you know, uh, 0.25 milligrams as 25 milligrams or something like that. You know what? I think that's what happened. <laughs> and it wasn't just like, no point just me. Right. And, and, and it was I'm something, done. I don't know exactly, but it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, I wasn't hungry for two days. I was in bed for three days puking and, and like feeling, oh, yeah, no. it was bad. It was like, you know, we're like, are you okay? You know, calling, texting, but yeah, she got through it. We called in some like Zofran and things like that. It, it, but it, it's, it, mm. it, it's, it can be, yeah, you don't want to take, take the wrong dose. Uh, like anything you don't want to, you too much of anything is not good. Yeah. So it's so important to be in, in communication with you guys and you sound very hands-on, which I think is. Yeah. We, really yeah. It, it, I mean, it was like, you know, she was able to get a hold of us, you know, like that's why our company, we, we give patients access to our team. You know, they have email, they have texting, they have, you know, we have phone numbers and yeah, never fun when someone takes the, the wrong amount uh, of a medication uh, and, and, you know, it, it, but it, unfortunately it happens all the time in medicine. Mm, it's just, uh, sure. yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I feel like people are probably wondering, so I'm going to ask the, the question, <laughs> how much weight do people usually lose? Is this like a slow and steady kind of race? Does it vary based on yeah. how much they have to lose? It, 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 yes. I mean, think of it like this. If somebody, if somebody has like a hundred pounds to lose, which I mean, there are people that have quite a bit of weight to lose. Mm -hmm. They they just, they, you know, percentage wise, they have more mass. And so we see them losing weight, more weight, you know, faster at a faster rate versus somebody that maybe has like 30 pounds to lose, you know, it, um, but we, we often will communicate a safe uh, expectation is like one and a half pounds a week. And um, to kind of get, you know, give some sort of expectations, but um, yeah, I mean, to answer your questions, like people that have like a lot of weight, um, seem to, you know, once you start to like get their in food intake down a little bit, have a better diet and optimize blood sugar, you, you see weight coming off um, quicker in the beginning, believe it or not. And then it kind of starts to kind of like get, become more steady. So it, it, it all varies, but mm, I'll tell yeah. you what, this is one of the products I've seen that patients that have done everything, every other program you can diet, you know, has been unsuccessful, whereas this has worked for them. And I, I really feel the component that separates it is what, how it affects the brain. And it, it takes that, that kind of willpower out of it and the cravings out of, yeah. out of, out of the equation. So it's, it, that's why I think it's so successful. I've, there's a patient that one of our first patients that we started working with, she was like uh, about 90 pounds overweight 
And for the first time in like 20 years, she was able to say, I'm, I'm not, she was able to not say she's 200 and blah, blah, blah. She was able to say I'm 185 pounds, you know, and and that was like, so empowering for her where she was able to, uh, she had a a dream of trying out for a, a, a professional female football team that she did. And she made the team. It was so pretty cool. I mean, it's been life changing, hundred percent life, life changing and on, on a lot of levels, right. You know, we're, you're able to kind of yeah. uh, overcome, you know, fears. A lot of us just, you know, feel like, I mean, cause being overweight obviously affects us, you know, physically, but also, also mentally. So. Yeah. I've, I've had weight Absolutely. loss clients that like they lose the weight and now they're willing to go to the gym. They didn't even want to yeah. show up or now they're willing to apply for a new job because they never felt like they were good enough for that. I mean, it, it falls into every aspect. Yeah. And like part of that gym piece, it's like people, you know, like you said, they're overweight and they go to the gym and they go to the gym and it's like, this stuff doesn't work. You know what I mean? And, and, and there, there are people discouraging. that, that, well, the most discouraging uh, thing is these people are told to hit the treadmill, hit the, I mean, you see these, these overweight people just on the treadmill, like their feet flap, you know, slapping the treadmill for, for like hours. And they, they are the same weight and it's not their fault. It's just, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, and so that's a whole nother component itself is how I think people are not maybe educated on, on better ways to exercise. Right. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. That's a whole nother episode, right? A whole nother episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's part of your plan and protocol. There is a place for better exercise. You prefer more strength training for these people that are starting the GLP one. Yeah. I mean, I, and just in general, I, you know, I'm all about endocrine system hormone optimization and things to do that because GLP one, GLP one agonist or whatever peptide you're referring to. There are other, there are lifestyle components that I think we want to get into place. And the first that, that helps optimize your hormone system, my hormone system is sleep, right? Sleep is, we have to kind of like look at sleep as a a job, you know, take it so seriously. Like we have go to bed, you try to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, if at all possible, because when that's off, I mean, studies have shown that that throws all you can't lose weight if you're Good not luck. sleeping, right? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. But another p- another pillar is exercise, and for and for women especially, believe it or not, strength training and and high intensity interval training amazing for for weight loss, amazing. And it's not exercise isn't just about it just isn't just about intensity. In fact, it's more about frequency, being consistent, being consistent. And, but I'll tell you what, if you, if you start to embark on like a strength training routine, resistance training routine, high intensity interval training routine, you, you can transform your, your body. Hmm. And what or, do you recommend for these patients? Like, do they, do they work with a trainer? Or do you all give them a plan? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I meet we meet everybody where they're at, you know, some people that have never exercised a day in their life, walk, walking, <laughs> start walking. You know, walking mm-hmm. is the, get some steps in, you got to get some steps in, you know, some people have never tracked their steps or don't, you know, they don't, they, they've never, they don't exercise, you know, 8,000 to 10,000 steps a day. That's another thing that can help significantly improve all health. I mean, they've seen like people getting con- consistently 8,000 steps a day, reduced risk of, of uh, cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes, cancer. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. So, it, but to your, answer your question, we got to like find out where they are and start to start to add to that. But once again, it's about just showing up, doing it, doing it frequently, doing it frequently. Yeah. Finding out where they are. I think is number yeah, one. I, a lot of clients I, don't even know how many steps they're getting. I ask them, they're like, right, oh, no, how would I they even don't. track that? Yeah, like, how okay, would I know we'll that? Start there. We'll start I mean, with can, tracking. <laughs> yeah. You can get like, I mean, shoot, like t- technology now, there's so many devices out that, that, I mean, you're, everybody Endless. has a sm- smartphone, right? You just, I mean, that, tra- you know, tracks it. I wear different devices to track my, my steps, my sleep, my, I'm all about data. And, you know, and that's like, to me, it's like, man, I, I, I notice how my production and how I feel emotionally, mentally, and is all related to getting, doing those things. And it's like, it just pays dividends. So that's, mm-hmm. it's the same things we teach patients, whether their goal is to lose weight, whether their goal is to gain weight, gain muscle, you know, um, it's it, those same principles apply, getting good quality sleep, exercising, uh, balancing sugars, you know, blood sugar, um, avoiding deficiency, avoiding deficiencies, lowering toxicities and all these other things we can get into if you want. But yeah, it's all, it's yeah. all, it's all part of it. 
<laughs> you know, I want to ask about that, but I'm trying to keep mental track of all the questions Sorry. I want to ask. <laughs> have you seen maybe like certain case studies, certain people that you thought would have been good candidates for semaglutide or other GLP-1 agonists, but then discovered there was some kind of other underlying stressor, whether it be like a self-infection or sleep apnea or so, heavy metal, something like that? There have been a, a few, few cases where I, I want to say, and I, I look into this, that there was a patient that was taking thyroid, a medication for hypothyroidism. And, and she was feel she felt like the, the semaglutide wasn't really working for her. And she, she on her own, like went and researched, she said, Oh, I found that like, if, if a person's taking a certain thyroid medication, it can counteract the semaglutide. But yeah, I mean, to your point, like if there are, if, if there are some underlying gut infections, parasitic infections, things, you know, some kind of chronic inflammatory contributor that can affect, I mean, weight loss caused them to gain weight. So it, you know, those things are definitely, you know, have merit to like affecting the outcome. And so, but we, unless we're like really testing, we, we don't really know. And that's why mo- most p- people to some degree lose weight. It's just, it varies. And I think those factors may contribute. Like, are you taking a me- another medication for something else that could possibly not allow you to get the same result as your friend or sister? Is that, does that kind of make sense? Totally. Oh, I'm just curious about the thyroid medication yeah. because I know the contraindication is like thyroid medullary cancer. So it's not um, contraindicated for any, for all thyroid. It's just. No, it, it's just if you, uh, and here's the thing to be honest. So the medullary thyroid cancer piece is, was found in rodent studies where they, I mean, this medication would not be around if humans got thyroid medullary thyroid cancer from this it just it just would not and i i wouldn't allow us to even prescribe it but uh mm-hmm. in rodent studies there was like a correlation between like when it, um that it could cause it um or was linked to it if a patient has history of medullary thyroid cancer which is extremely rare then we won't we won't prescribe it uh but that does not apply to like hypothyroidism or hashimotos or other thyroid conditions because Got i mean it. here's the, the truth is it's like a huge percent of patients have hypothyroidism. A huge percent of women have Hashimoto's. One of my daughters has Hashimoto's. So it, it, it's, it's a very common autoimmune condition, as you know. And so it's, but that's not, it's, it's not a contraindication for some of the type. It's not mm. just in case that scared people off in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. Cause well, like people think like, oh, it causes cancer. Like really it ha- there, there has not been a case of a human being developing cancer from some of the type. There just, there hasn't. They're so. being conservative because of rat studies. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you basically look I, a little closer at the research. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it's the people interpret it. people interpret things kind of, you know, the way they want to interpret them. It's like, you know, we can go down that rabbit hole. It's like, well, what about the vaccine that was released, you know, like re- immediately, you know, <laughs> with, with no studies. But I mean, they, they, they gave, I want to say they gave monkeys like six, 60 times what they give humans in some of the glutide and not one develop cancer of, of any of any kind oh so. we're more genetically close to monkeys than we yeah, are rats yeah. so that's yes. promising yeah <laughs> wow okay well and i i do appreciate that you have such a personalized plan for everyone i think that's that's the the key like you can't just have this on the store shelf for people to grab and take right it's like what meds are you on what's your health Correct. history what's your goal like there's just so many things to uncover so i appreciate that you do that with blokes and joy i selfishly want to ask about some other peptides yeah, yeah. Can I ask? Ask, ask um, away. Let's go. Thoughts on peptides for like fatigue, brain fog, low energy, anything in that category? CMAX. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, we can talk. Open yeah, up. so we can start with so we can talk, start with CMAX. So CMAX is kind of like categorized. I guess you can call it like a nootropic type of a mm. peptide. It's pretty cool. It's easy to take. It's a nasal spray. Uh, you just kind of you know spray it in your nostril, breathe it in. It kind of crosses that blood brain barrier. And I kind of like equate, it's like all of a sudden you just get like a burst of like rocket fuel to your brain because it does kind of help just stimulate the brain in, in such a way where you feel, in fact, I should have took some before this podcast. It just makes you feel just like on point focused, you have better concentration. Uh, it seems to help with just with memory because of the way it activates the brain, increasing, you know, increasing blood flow and get those neurons kind of firing. So, um, what I've exactly patient- is it doing? So it's kind of like eliciting a little bit of that, like kind of stress response acutely in the brain. So it kind of just creates that stimulation of neurons, which is, which is, is a healthy 
things. So, um, so there's some thought that it also increases blood flow in, in the in the brain. And so ultimately, it's like it, it, optimizing focus, concentration. So we have patients. I mean, a lot of patients that I come across that have ADHD and they're taking like Adderall or certain you know medications for ADHD have tried Cmax and they're like, wow, that stuff is awesome. And you know, I I, I want to keep doing it so I don't have to rely on the on the Adderall. And and so that that was really cool to hear. But it's you know it's a it's mm-hmm. a peptide that's good for 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 the brain. Is it now, affecting? Sorry, so many questions. Is it oh, affecting neurotransmitters? Like, is there a direct effect on like gabaglutamate or dopamine? So, so poten- I, I feel like that's like such a good question. I feel like indirectly, possibly, but it, but it's not so much. It's not so much like at least I don't notice it affecting mood. But I do. I have heard that it does help, kind of like dampen anxiety. Yeah, people that have had post traumatic stress feel like they feel kind of like that's improved. So there could be some kind of like balance between like, you know, GABA and, you know, in like the glutamate causing like not so much excitation, but it it just seems like help with focus, really. There, there is another, there is another peptide called C Link that is more specific to like stress and anxiety because that, that's more of that kind of like pathway you're talking about with the neurotransmitters helping kind of just calm the brain down. Hmm, so, nice. so, so, so those are both nasal applications, nasal spray applications, really easy. Now, another one to your question, Renee, you asked about like energy, is, is that things like that? Yeah. So, fatigue. yeah. So like, so like energy fatigue. So NAD is a, is a kind of a, a, a compound that's kind of part of uh, the mitochondria's, you know, energy production pathway. And so there's like precursor, a lot of people, you may have heard like people taking precursors to NAD, NAD like NMN. Yep. And so, you know, and, and there's, you know, we've, we've, I've tried them. I did, I definitely noticed far more of a uh, move of the needle taking NAD. Like you feel like, whoa, like it's like doing something. And so we, is that a offer- nasal spray or injection? No. So we, I, I've, I've tried a nasal spray option. Didn't really notice anything. I, I do it subcutaneously injection. So we offer it in a subcutaneous injection uh, application and uh, you can titrate how you, how you see fit, but, uh, you can do, you know, 50 milligrams two, three times a week or once a week, wherever you want, but I, it's just going to help kind of like get that, uh, stimulate the mitochondria to help, um, you know, which, which are in every cell just help like optimize energy production, which I feel mm-hmm. like and there's a, there's a lot of, you know, hypotheses, hypotheses out, <laughs> <that word laughs> kind of crazy. out there, out there, like what causes like aging and, and those kind of things. And I feel like the yeah. health of the mitochondria is kind of like at the core of, of that. And so NAD is something that kind of really helps optimize mitochondria functionality, which I feel ultimately is like really where the energy comes from. That's why we, you know, learn, you know, in high school or elementary school, like it's the powerhouse of the, of the cell. So yeah. it's, so yeah. that's, so that's definitely helping, uh, helps with energy, uh, helps people, you know, just kind of like feel more mental clarity just overall, just like more, um, I notice for like working workouts, I have like a little, little more endurance since mm. taking NAD. Mm. Cool. Any considerations for like micronutrients that would be more up, upstream, like B vitamins? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when it comes to, uh, micronutrients, for sure, Americans are extremely deficient in B vitamins. So B vitamins, I mean, we offer B12, you know, B, um, injections, MCB12 injections. We have a lot of patients. In fact, a lot of patients that we put on prescribed semaglutide, we also typically offer and recommend MCB12 because when a person's losing weight mm. and they're, you know, like liberating fat, it, you know, our fat cells store a lot of toxins and that can kind of increase toxic overload in the body. So you're, and that can lead to fatigue and kind of like sluggishness. Mm-hmm. So the liver is kind of like working harder to detoxify. And so that MCB12, the MCB is uh, methionine and acetylcholine can help optimize liver detoxification. Of course, the B12 not only helps with with energy production, but also can help mitigate some of the nausea. So it's a really great complementary, yeah, uh, combination. The MCB12 with semaglutide, but MCB12 itself offers great um, energy, produ- you know, production capabilities. Also, uh, like I said, the liver detox- detoxification. It can. It's been even shown to kind of like help with some fatty liver. Oh, awesome. It's oh, called yeah. MIC B12. Yeah. Is that M- an acronym? M- it, yeah. It's an yeah, acronym M I C, methionine, and acetylcholine. Ah, cool. Yep. 
We used to yep. use that with the HCG well, diet. And yeah, it, yeah. And it wasn't mandatory because right. it costs extra, but I noticed the patients that use the McD12 with the HCG always did better, better energy, always. better weight loss. Yes. Less yeah, hunger. I mean, I mean, literally just like, like to your point, the McB12 itself can, can do a lot for, for weight loss because, because you're having more energy. You're, you're more energy means oh, yeah. I can do more. I'm moving more. And plus the, the liver, you know, you're up improving liver utilization of energy and all that good stuff. Amazing. Yeah. I think that's so important because so many people overlook yes. those upstream things and they just, they just want the NAD or they just want the, whatever it is. Oh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, anything else specific to liver support? Any other peptides? McB12 is probably one of the big ones uh, yes. for, for, for liver, for, from a peptide standpoint. I mean, there's obviously you know supplements and, and, and things out there that can, that can help with detoxification of the liver, it, you know, just, you know, hormetically from a hormetic standpoint, hormesis standpoint, there's like, but back to, back to the hypothesis of like, you know, you've heard of the uh, aging is linked to oxidative stress and taking antioxidants, but like in, in coffee, so good for us and green tea, so good for us because of, uh, of the, anti it really, it's not the antioxidants. It's the, it's the little toxins in the, the, the green teas and the coffee that stimulate your body to help the liver detoxify. So that's, that is, that's actually why, um, ironically, like things like th those components are, are, are good for you. It's the, it's a little hormetic, um, triggers you know, from coffee and green tea mm -hmm. that help, that help the liver. Um, I love both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about, uh, I believe there's a peptide for HPA access. Is that true? For, 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 so for adrenal, for adrenal function. Yeah. But I thought it works on the HPA axis. That I mean, like so, adaptogen. Does it matter, like what kind of dysregulation? Yeah, I mean, so I so we so I mean, yeah, we, we don't have. There's not really a peptide that like directly affects the H, the HPA axis. Uh, I mean, there like some of the growth hormone peptides that we have will help the body just recover better, better sleep, um, just better. Mm -hmm. You know, it just you know because when you're aging when, you, when we're, we're getting older in life and we hit like 30 and beyond protein synthesis slows down growth hormone production slows down and you know that's why if you hear all of the fasting you know using saunas exercising it, it, it oh increased growth hormone this much this this percent you know everybody's all about like boosting growth hormone uh, which is great you know when you're when you're doing it in a you know by you know biochemical way that that that's like you know fasting because it's more it's more not so much for growth, but more for repair. And so you can improve that by taking growth hormone peptides that like at night before bed fasting. And so that's been seen, that's been shown to help uh, improve just stress response, repair, also burn fat, building muscle, increase bone density. I mean, it does a lot actually. What are some examples of those? Yeah. So name wise, so there's uh there's CJC uh, 1295, there's there's sermorlin. We have we we can combine sermorlin with ipamorlin, and so uh, that's that's like you can get those in injectable version, or you can get them in uh, what's called a trochi, which is a dissolvable uh, option. Uh, it does seem the injectable is more efficacious because you're you know getting all that in your in your system, and um, but you know some pa patients have said that yeah I've, I've tried the oral option. I did I definitely felt a benefit. It's just some people don't want to give themselves injections. And so we do, we are, we are able to offer both. Um, so it's but, but more those, of a preference because you're always going to get less absorption with the oral. Yeah, cor correct. However, there are some States, there are some States that like uh, California, for example, that we can't ship injectable peptides. They're, they're just strict like oh. that, but, but, they, but to, wow. to address that and to, to uh, mitigate that is they, they dose the orals higher, much higher. Yeah. Got it up for that. Yeah. Not, and not to, not to pivot too much, but there's another, one of my favorite peptides that there it is, is called BPC-157. just going to ask you what your favorite you was. <laughs> my favorite, that's my favorite one. So in oh. the reasons, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but BPC-157 stands for body protective compound. So the cool thing about BPC is it's derived from gastric secretions, from gastric juices. And it uh, has been shown to heal the gut to help with any digestive issues, but it's also been shown to help repair like injuries, musculoskeletal injuries. Sur if you had a surgery, 
I mean, you can take it orally and it, you know, it's going to have more like that digestive benefit, but you can also inject it locally. If you have, if you have a shoulder problem, which I've, I've had several times, I'll inject it into my shoulder or like if your hip hurts or if your knee or if your, you know, your elbow, you can, in, you can inject it into areas of, of damage. And we call it the Wolverine peptide because it, you, it's like that, like that comic book character Wolverine, you heal and, and repair like, like Wolverine. It's amazing. And it's so it's great for both. Uh, like I said, you can get it, take it for gut repair. So digest like ul- people with ulcer issues, leaky gut, you, you know, other di- digestive problems. It, it helps. I mean, we had patients that, that have been taking antacids for years and we got them on some BPC and they're like, Oh my gosh, I was able to not take my proton pump inhibitors for the first time in like 10 years, things like that. Mm. So it's, wow. it's exciting because that, that is one of my favorite ones because, you know, I being a functional medicine practitioner for so long, you know, one of the things I've focused on for so long is, is, is healing the, the gut. And that's kind of like at the root of so many health issues. That's one peptide that actually does help with that area. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I ran a GI map on myself and my secretory IGA was really low. So I did the BPC 157 oral oh, capsules. Cool. Yeah. I haven't retested. You're, you're just reminding me. I'm like, I should retest just to see if it do you feel subjectively different? Yeah. I was going to ask you, I mean, have you noticed any kind of like, I don't know. I no, did, but or I, did, I, or did you, did you have like any symptoms of like gut related? Um, anything? My whole life I've had like gut issues when I'm stressed, mm-hmm. like it just, I'm stressed. The gut issues come back kind of thing. Um, but I can't say when I took the BBC 157, I noticed anything. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like I'm not always the best judge of certain supplements right. and products. Like Lauren said before we recorded, it's like, yeah. I'm already here. Am I going to really right. feel it when I go from a 10 no, to that's 11? A, like, that, that's and a, I had that. I took BP uh, 157 maybe five years ago, two rounds for an ankle injury. And I don't know that I felt it, but would I, would I have felt worse if I didn't? So I guess, how do you advise people to kind of track symptomology if it is so minute? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I guess unfortunately, but a lot of patients that we work with, um, they're like they they have they're flared up, right? And so yeah, like, like Crohn's they, they, or IBS, yeah, they have like something big yeah, or, 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 or yeah, or they're like, I just had a surgery, I just had a knee surgery, or I just had a shoulder surgery, and we're like, okay, and they're and they're injecting it in these areas. Like I, I mean, I have a, a nephew that plays soccer. And he rolled his ankle and his, I mean, his ankle like blew up like a balloon. And I said, Hey, bring him over. I'll, I'll give him a couple shots of BPC. And he's like, what shots? And I'm like, but he, he came <laughs> over. So I, so I inject him with it and he was like healed, like in like a week. And I was, I mean, it was, it was pretty like dramatic. I should have took like pictures of before and after. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've had patients where they, you know, they're, they're years of, of digestive problems. Yeah, yeah. Diarrhea or constipation or, you know. Um, you know, just flare ups of like acid reflux and they take this stuff and it like significantly improves. Whereas they've been going the medication route, the symptom route for a long time, you know, and it's just the cool thing about it. There is no known unsafe dose. I mean, you, you know, it's like, it's, they've tried taking more and more and more. And so, uh, like for me, like when I've, you know, I'm, I'm a knucklehead, I work out and do train hard and I like to lift heavy weights and I hurt myself and injure myself, but I feel like, wow, I just go home and, you know, like. (laughs) <laughs> give myself a shot here and there. Up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, nice. Oh man. That, that, it, whereas before I'm like, Oh man, I can't, I'm not going to, not going to be able to, you know, do that exercise for like a month now or now it's like next week I'm back at it. So you're like the Wolverine. Yeah. I try, yeah, yeah. I try to be biohacking at its finest. Right yeah, back. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so if someone wants to get started with peptides and working with you. What do you advise as far as a process? Yeah, it's easy. I mean, that's why we started this company. We try to make it super simple and easy for uh, patients to uh, find us. We have a couple websites for men. It's blokes.co. You just go to the website, click on the uh, schedule consultation now, and you fill out the form. It takes like two minutes. And then um, if, if someone's interested in maybe hormones, we oftentimes will order a test and go to your local lab core, get that done. If, if not, we can just you know get on a consultation with a provider and then they get you get you ordered some good Good stuff. And then for the women, it's choose joy spelled J O I dot C O. Same kind of process. So yes, amazing. Very easy. Very easy. We both, yeah. We've done the the lab work. Yeah. I just went over to if it was lab core request, either one, but yeah. Yeah. Got my blood drawn and easy peasy. Had my consultation with you sitting right where I am right now. 
Nice. Yeah. You you don't have to leave your house. I mean, we have people in their car on their phone. I mean, with with technology (laughs) now, you can like literally, I mean, well, I don't, we had people at the mall. We've had people like call, like <laughs> oh in, the, in, in the bathroom, like during their work break. But it's like the point yeah. is, is like it's it, it's we've made it's so cool. Like technology now, we've made we've made medicine and healthcare so much easier, and we're 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 continuing to fine tune it. Uh, you know, we even have testing uh, kits if need be that we can ship to the patient's house. Uh, if need be, we can have a patient come to your house or place of work to like a phlebotomist to do the blood draw. But we are contracted, like, like you said, Renee, with Quest, with LabCorp, just, we just try to make it a, a convenient process for patients. Amazing. Uh, yeah. That's we great. appreciate yep. that. Cool. Yeah. So we'll put those resources down in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we'd like to ask you one final piece of advice, something you want to offer our audience, something they can start doing today to optimize their health. But what you yeah. offer? Yeah, I mean, I I think it just you know not to sound like a broken record, but uh, you know I, I I think if there's a couple things that move the needle the most, it's de- definitely practicing good sleep, you know, getting good quality sleep, exercising, starting to exercise, and if that means like we talked about before, if that means going for a walk with you know going for a walk with your spouse, going for a you know parking a little further away when you have to walk to your um, your house or, or your workplace, um, just walking, going to the gym, and maybe changing your workout, make it more, more, I guess, high intensity, which we can talk about that a whole nother time. But, um, basically, yeah, eating real foods, trying to do your best to, uh, cut out the the garbage, the processed foods and being, trying to focus on being happy and, and hanging out with people you, and you love your friends or family and laugh best, best medicine there is. Right. Oh, <laughs> yes. absolutely. I agree. I love that. I love that. Laugh more. James. oh amazing well thank you so much for all of your amazing wisdom and knowledge i'm sure everyone's going to be really excited to hear this episode i hope so i hope i could drop some good pearls for you guys oh yes so much definitely definitely and thanks to everyone that tuned in today we will see you next time love this episode of the biohacker babes podcast head over to apple podcast to subscribe rate and leave a review We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.